Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your Life Legacy Matters, powered by Faith-Based Cause Initiative and NRM Streamcast. We are so excited to be with you again on another segment. We have in our audience today of our, 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 my friend, uh, my leader, uh, my colleague in the ministry, uh, Reverend, soon-to-be Pastor Emma Gerald Johnson. And and uh, we are so excited to have you. I don't know what to do. I'm your host, Reverend Michiko Miller. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we have already had church. Amen. We have already established the atmosphere. <laughs> and God is moving in this atmosphere. We want you to sit back and buckle up. And hold on to your bootstraps because we're getting ready to go just a little bit higher with this woman of God who's going to share with us. She's a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, a leader. She was born in South Carolina. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I don't want to read her whole uh, bio because I want her to tell her story because it is amazing. And someone sitting in the community need to hear from our guests today. And so I'm going to turn the platform over on Women's Month, our finale, showcasing uh, the renowned Reverend Emma J. Gerald Johnson. Amen. God bless, God bless you, bless you my you. sister. God bless you, Reverend. And it is certainly indeed a pleasure to be here today. And to all of you that are out there in Streamland Television, it's a pleasure to be here. God bless you and God be with you. Yes. Amen. Um, you know, we often wonder what God has for us in our lives. Yeah. And sometimes we reject what God is doing because we think that it is wrong. But I've come to learn in almost 70 years of living that what God says is always true and it will always come to pass. You just have to wait. I was born, yes, in South Carolina to uh, parents that I was that were very young. My mother was 18 years old and my dad was uh, 24 years old. I'm the oldest of nine children. And I tell them I was born on the ninth day of the ninth month at Sunday school time, 9 a.m. in the Baptist church. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that Sunday school I had a calling on my life. Amen. I um, did not understand it. They said I was a different child. And when I was five years old, Satan came to me. Mm. I met Satan himself. Okay. He came into my bedroom one night. And he said to me, I'm going to kill you. Hmm. And I started screaming as a little kid would. And um, we weren't allowed to say the devil or Satan back there in those right. days. That's right. So That's I was right. screaming in my parents' bedroom was across the hall. And my father came into the room. He said, what's the matter with you? And I said, the boogeyman's in here. And uh, he said, no boogeyman in here. And went back into his room. And Satan came out. He was dressed in white. Satan was dressed in white. I want y'all to understand this. Mm -hmm. But at the bottom of his whiteness mm -hmm. was black. It okay. was like he came out of some mud or something. Okay. And one half of him was very beautiful. Mm. But the other half would make your skin crawl. <laughs> uh. And it was cold. And I didn't understand. And I'm screaming for help. And my dad came back into the room. And he said, now you need to go to sleep. And I said, the boogeyman's in here. And he said, there's no boogeyman. He looked all under the bed. You know how they yeah, do. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and um, he went out again. And Satan said to me, he said, I'm going to make you get a spanking tonight. And I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. He said, and I'm going to kill you. Just like that. 
that for the next 25 years, he tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. Everything that could happen to me happened. My God. From car accidents to guns being put to my head. Jesus. Uh, to just any kind of trauma that could happen. My goodness. And um, But that particular night, I did get a spanking the third time because I told my daddy the devil was in there, the boogeyman was in there, and they spanked me. And I learned that you have to listen to children because children are open to God. All right, all right, share that. And a lot of people don't understand that God is closer to a child than he is to an adult because mm-hmm. we become jaded over time. Yes. We stop believing what's going on mm-hmm. where children are just innocent and innocent. open. Mm-hmm. And so I began to talk to Jesus because I knew Jesus. My parents talk, taught me about Jesus from the beginning. Like I said, I was born on Have Sunday morning. Have a little morning. talk with Jesus. And on uh, one Sunday morning, I was in the kitchen, and we had one of those old-time stoves. My grandfather had what was called a stage house. Yes. yes. And uh, my dad was the 13th of 15 children. Yes. And so you, that went way back. <laughs> <laughs> and when the stagecoach came through, they stopped at my grandparents' yeah. house. We lived on old stage road in South Carolina, Mullen, South Carolina. And we had old stove. We were living in that house, and I touched that stove that Sunday morning. Mm. And I um, went to church, and, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, the little kids had to sit on the front seat. And no matter what, when service came, you all sat on the front seat. And I'm sitting up there, and Reverend McCree was preaching. I'll never forget his name. And I didn't understand anything but this. He said that hell is seven times hotter than any fire that you ever touch. I got that same story. And my little fingers were burning. I was sitting there and burned my fingers on the stove that morning. And he started talking about hell. And I want to figure out how not to go to hell. Because (laughs) Because you are tormented in your fingers. fingers. And I made up my mind at that time, I'm not going to hell. Now, now that's, that's, that's the fear of God been put inside of you. <laughs> and I went on, you know, I was raised in the church, and I did what every other girl did yeah, at that yeah. age. And, and um, I wasn't perfect. I wanted to be like everybody else, but God kept calling me. Hmm. And by the time I was 12 to years preach. old, I was called to preach and I didn't understand it. So I began to take my Bible and go to the graveyard because we lived close to the graveyard and sit up on my grandparents' tomb and read. I was never afraid of dead folk. And I would read the Bible. But I had no one to explain it to me because down there you know, in the Baptist church at that time. And I'm not, please don't call in anyone and say she's putting the Baptist church down. Ah. I'm not putting it down. But they didn't teach classes like they do today. And so I didn't have an understanding. Mm -hmm. But I kept trying to find out who God was and the proper way to serve him. And I went through all of that. And um, when I was in my 20s, after I had my second child, my son, I got to know him in a different way. We had an intimate relationship. I was in a bad marriage. Uh, I was abused. Again, oh. Satan was still trying and, to kill and, me. And we need that story for the community, so help us. Because somebody is in that situation right now. And this platform is given for us to help them tunnel through that struggle. Yes. A lot of people don't understand that if you are in a bad marriage, it's mm. not always easy to walk out. That's true. I tried walking out. I ran away. And my husband found me. Whoa. Um, I always said it was the devil that pointed him in the direction to where I had gone. <laughs> because you had a promise, Because remember? I had a promise uh, on he my He had life. promise, yeah. And he could find me no matter where I went. 
and where I took the children. Um, but God delivered me. God took me to heaven in uh, January, the first January in 1979. I mean, still not understanding what's going on. What, like an uh, out-of-body experience? Yes. Okay. But you didn't I, physically die. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh. I was laying on the bed. Oh. Talking to my husband. The kids were in the bed taking mm -hmm. a nap, and I just left. And the next thing I knew, I was in heaven. And I was walking the streets of gold. There's nothing like it. And you come back. I didn't have a choice. I have to tell you the story. Okay. I'm in heaven, and I'm walking, and I'm looking down at the gold. And I, there's so much gold, you cannot see the bottom of it. And it's clear. It is the most beautiful sight that you have ever seen in your Must life. Must be a beautiful place. And water fountains look like diamonds flowing up out of the fountain. All types of different colors coming up. The grass was greener than anything I have ever seen here on earth. The, the flowers were beautiful. And I'm just at peace. Mm. And the next thing I know, I'm standing before the throne. And Jesus is standing beside me. And a dove is hovering over his shoulder. And the Holy Spirit was in the form of a dove. And Jesus isn't saying a word. But there's someone talking to me in a whirlwind. It took me years to figure out. I didn't know about Ezekiel. Remember, I'm trying to learn the word of God. Mm -hmm. And God talked to me in that whirlwind. Told me what my life would be like. And I started stomping and raising sand and telling God I was not going to do that and I'm not coming back down, going back down there and you can't make me. <laughs> oh, really? I was young. You, you didn't know your arms was too short to box with God, but now nah, that sounds very interesting here. And <laughs> you had, can't make me. I, I was stomping around like a bino rooster. Anybody mm, know what a bino yes, rooster is? Yes, I've seen it down south. And yeah, I said, the... I'm not doing that. I'm not going where you're sending me. I'm not going to do that. And you can't make me. Next thing I know, I was back in this body <laughs> on this earth. And my husband jumps up and runs. He takes off running. His eyes are this big. And he says, where did you go? Because I start the conversation right where we left off. And he's looking like, where did you go? I said, I went home. Because this is not our home. Absolutely. World he is said, not you my went home. home? I said, yes, I went home. Where did you think I went? He said, you were dead. For 32 oh minutes. My God. I said, why didn't you call? My God, look at here, son. 911. Come on, faith community. He said, I couldn't. You need this tonight. He said, I could not move. To help you he through said, the night. He said, but you were getting cold. I said, so you didn't do anything? He said, I couldn't do anything. But you were gone exactly 32 minutes. I left at 12 o'clock. I was back at 1232. And I had my assignment for my life. Mm. It was not one I wanted. <laughs> so I did not expound on it to my husband remember it was a very bad marriage and he told me about a week later that Jesus came to him Oh! and Jesus told him he had called me to preach so that's not my anointing uh -huh. and he told Jesus it would be that's over his dead body and I said what happened he said he came back again and he gave me a ladder and I refused whole, to y'all got a whole lot of he came back, 
again, and he threw me a rope. And I told him I don't want it. And he said he came back a third time, and he put a big silver cross around his neck. And I asked him, what did he say? He said, ask Emma, she'll know the meaning of this. My God. And of course, I lied. I said, I don't know. I knew what it meant. And he said, he told me you were his, and that he had called you, and that you would preach the rest of your life. And I told him, no, she was not going to serve Jesus. She would serve me. <laughs> and Jesus said, just ask her. He said, I told him again, it will be over my dead body. Six months later, we buried him. Don't touch. Touch not my anointed. His anointed. Neither do my prophet no harm. Prophet no harm. My husband died while trying to kill me and my children. Satan comes in many ways to listen, try to destroy. Listen, community. Listen, community. This is for us. God has given us the revelation. Somebody's in a situation like this right now, and this is your deliverance hour. It's your deliverance. When there's an anointing on your life, Satan will send to you what you desire most, a beautiful, loving mate, supposedly, until they get you. And then, excuse my expression, all hell will break loose. Mm. And that's how you know that it's not God. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they do for you, how much money they have. I didn't want for anything physically. Uh -huh. I hear you. Financially. I hear you. Well kept. I hear you. Yes. But I could not, under my husband and with my husband, he did not want me to serve God. And I was determined to go to church, and he would jump on me. We'd fight all the way to church. I'd go in church. He even jumped on me in church. And the deacons had to escort him out of church. So what, well, after all of this, I hear you. God bless you for sharing today. What is your takeaway to our young people or to that mother, to that wife, to that uh, daughter, to that sister that is sitting in a situation like this? Uh, what would be a passage of scripture or what would be the nuggets you would give them in just two minutes? Because our segment is ending in just two minutes. Uh, what would be the takeaway? I tell them to accept Jesus as their personal savior. Accept the Lord Jesus. What I did, I have two minutes, what I did, I turned to the Lord. I said, Lord, if this is true and you are who you say you are, I'm going to do everything you told me to do. And I obedience. did everything. I hear obedience in the scripture. Hallelujah. Obedience. I'm going to love Better him. Better than a sacrifice. I'm going to do everything a wife is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave it in your hands. Yes. And God delivered me. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it. Uh, I can't tell you how I'm feeling right now, but on the inside, there's a rumble and a tumble going on. I know that our God is here to make sure we be okay. God promised us, mm -hmm. and I'm standing on every promise. It has been my pleasure to bring to you our esteemed guest, Reverend Gerald Johnson, and uh, she's going to be opening her church in Canton, Michigan, and we're going to be able to share that with you on another live stream where you can go and get the word of God, where you can be blessed. Um, again, your host, Reverend Michiko Miller, we're signing off on this segment, and we are powered by 
FBCI and NRM Streamcast and our founders and our directors. We are so excited that they gave the women this platform Praise on this God. month. Be blessed. If anybody has been infected by the COVID virus, we are just a phone call away. We're praying for you. And we say today, until next segment, God bless and God keep you. Thank you.